Hello, this is Jade Hoy, the executive producer of the Back to Back Pod. Now with the Athletic. Um, again, we are very excited to announce April 8th. We'll be uh, officially going to the Athletic app and their site. The podcast you've come to love is uh, now affiliated with them. And uh, we are too. And we're very excited about it. The Athletic is a subscription-based sports publisher for diehard sports fans like yourselves. Uh, the model is very simple. No ads, no pop-ups, no autoplay videos. Instead, readers subscribe for authentic, in-depth coverage written by journalists like Ethan Strauss, Wasni Lambray, Zach Harper, all the people that you uh, have come to love on this show, uh, for the most part. In addition, Frank Isola, Sam Amick, Amick, Sam Amick, uh, Joe Varden, uh, among others. Uh, get all the league-wide news from NBA experts like us. If you're already a Patreon subscriber, again, check your emails from either me or The Athletic. And if you're not subscribed to us on Patreon, Go to theathletic.com forward slash dings, lowercase, for 40% off. Uh, that's theathletic.com slash D-I-N-G-S. 40% off. That ends up being $2.99 a month for 1,200 stories published each week, people. It's a beautiful, beautiful website and a beautiful company. Anyway, sit back, enjoy the Tuesday's Basketball Buds on a Wednesday. There's also a fair bit of Warriors Wednesday in this show, so uh, the people that are craving that, which will not be on this week, you'll you'll get your fix here, I believe. And uh, coming up on this show, we got Ethan Strauss. We have Fred Katz covering the Wizards, talking about that that whole situation there. And then, uh, finally, Marcus Thompson. So we have a very good show for you, and it starts now. Christmas, we booked a camping trip, and it was that weekend. So Why do you guys Venice. have this this background blur on? I don't know. It was just an option. Where? In uh, when, I, when I joined. <clears throat> when I joined the call, I said it was an option. Weird. Because Jade had it, and then right when you joined, Waz got it somehow. Dave does not have it. No, nah, I don't have mine on. I don't even know if I had the option, actually. Hey, are we going Twitch? Yep. Hey guys, okay. I'm upgrading Tom today to Nits. What's up, Nits? Uh, why'd you use the word upgrade? Hey. <laughs> because he meant it. Because those are the facts. So you think you're better than Tom? No, no, I don't. Oh, come on, Nitz. I know I'm, my place. I'm dubbing that out. I'm dubbing that right out. <laughs> it's going to go, yes, with my voice. <laughs> Congrats me. to Tom, by the way. Well, the NBC gig? We knew we had that. Having another thought to Good luck, Tom. Yeah. Good luck things one. be procreating. Hey, <laughs> is it like, are kids like dogs where when you get another one, it becomes easier? Dave. Yes, Dave. Yes, exactly. Kids are like dogs. Kids are like dogs. Kids are exactly like dogs. Is that the noise you're talking about, Ethan? No, I just, I just walked into my aunt's place and, uh, there, she has this uh, large. How many? How many pounds is Zorro? How much is two hundred and twenty pound <laughs> mastiff? And he's oh just uh, it's a dog or a beast. Of, 
He's, he's, he's a he's a die. He's basically like a like you crossed a walrus with a lion. That's Zora. <laughs> you know, and he's very clumsy. He's very sweet, but he just wants he just wants to snuggle. And right now he's making a lot of noise as Otto uh, sort of circles him like an electron <laughs> in an atom. I, I forgot to mention this uh, to you guys. Uh, maybe I didn't have a chance, but I was walking down Gary Street the other day in San Francisco. Someone. Oh yeah. By the way, by the way, thanks for hitting me up, Jade. Thanks for the. You uh, never want to hang out. Oh, hold on a Whoa. second. Is Ethan Strauss mad that someone came to his city and didn't hit him up? I just figured you wouldn't want to <laughs> hang out. Interesting. I wonder what a mean would have to say. Because every time I hit Ethan, he's like, oh, I got busy. Because you know? the one thing I really wanted to do is hit Shandong, and that you know that'd be perfect for us. But I didn't get to Oakland. I didn't get to Oakland. And there's you don't a, come a, to the city. We got a new spot. We got a new spot that you might like. I think it's called Huang Cheng. Uh, it's uh, th- th- that's the new spot. That's hand, the new one. Hand rolled. Yeah, yeah, they got a hand pulled. It's uh, it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff in Oakland Chinatown. But yeah, I'm at I'm at my aunt's place. I'm out in Concord. I'm working on my book. Uh, I have been I have deleted the Twitter app this week, so I don't I don't really know what's going on out there. Nice. No, so anyway, I was walking down the street. I was I was walking down the street, and someone on the other side of the street goes, "Jade," like, and I look and I see he he goes, "Give me the sound of a trolley cart going up the hills of Frisco." <laughs> oh my god! That's fantastic. That's fantastic. It's, it's, Dude, uh, I, I mean, it, I, walking around, I was at HQ, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I was a celebrity. It was amazing. And it's all—I won't lie—it it was all because of House of Strauss. Oh wow! Yeah, you got a lot okay. of fans there, dude. You know, oh a lot wow! Of fans. Well, we're co-flattered. We're mm-hmm. co-flattered, co-flattered right now. Yeah, yeah. Ethan, how like, often you know, are you at HQ? Um, I'm not at HQ too often, but I'm going to be there next week. I'm going to be there next week. It's uh, so awesome. It's nice. It's a You're nice. Just going to wander around Dude. and not talk to Waz, anyone. Or? Waz, you got to yeah. get yourself out there for a trip. It's a nice. It's a well, nice. Well, Dave spot. said he was going to get me out there. I'm, I'm waiting on that call, brother. It is nice. <laughs> you get this beautiful yeah, view. Maze, I brought Maze up. Right, Maze? Yeah, it was nice. How was Waz, the cat? Take a road trip. The cat. Well, down. there's no calf. They just have a. They have a little kitchen area with. Yeah, they have a kitchen. Okay, so no calf. Okay, already these... losing. Already losing points to MTV. No. But okay. <laughs> it's a start. It's a startup <laughs> office. Was it's like picture it's in, any. It's any in tech downtown startup. San Francisco. You've got a view of the bay. You've got a view of. I mean, it's 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 a nice spot, man. I gotta get out there. I gotta get out there more often. But uh, yeah, yeah. There's gonna be. Oh, we still people. No Warriors Wednesday this week. I am on book writing duty, uh, but I have one take, one take, and one take only. Um, being real, they're being really weird with the refs. It's just weird. It's just weird. That's my take. It's weird. It's the weird Warriors stuff. are being weird with the refs. Are what do you mean? Wait, Warriors are being weird with the refs, or the refs are being weird and the Warriors are reacting a little oh bit? Oh, my God. To it's, it. Come on. We're not doing this shit. <laughs> no, that was a real question. Those you only get to do that kind of crap on your Twitter timeline. It's not it's not a good question because no, Zach just want to shut it down. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. <laughs> because Warriors fans Zapruder Josh Akogi tapping, just the gentlest of taps <laughs> of Steph Curry's <laughs> that, ankle. In a weird way. We stopped talking about Josh Akogi like ten days ago. It's We're a Kogi. Whatever. So, <laughs> that's one of my favorite things that happens in the slow motion uh, social media era where people who weren't mad about something in the moment yeah. then get outraged slowly as they do the replay. Over the Look, days. 
Someone it, said it, in it, normal life it could have led to a situation where someone presses charges. Oh, wow. No, they didn't. Well, it should have been a foul. I swear. It, 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 that's hilarious. It, 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 it should have been a foul, but it's just funny to me that if you surveyed people, I guarantee you, you know, how many people saw that, how many people were sure there was contact, how many people right. you interviewed them and you said, look, uh, you're going to lose $2,000. Was there contact or wasn't there? You know, it, it, it's funny. It's funny how people are sure of it later on. But I looked at that. The whole game was crazy to me. I thought KD should have gotten the four point play. Absolutely. Um, it, but at, at the same time, I mean, I, I think there's an underrated bit of a, a, a insanity from Steph taunting the referee. I'm sorry. That was crazy, Ethan. That's it crazy. is. Yeah, it's crazy. And lo and behold, it doesn't work out for them. It's like I don't go to the DMV. And when I feel as though I'm not being attended to in the way I would want, I point at the person behind the desk and I go, come on, you fat shit. Move me up. <laughs> <laughs> get shocked. Might work, get- though. That they get shocked that the treatment is less than optimal. You know, yeah. it's like, what do you, what do you yeah. think is going to happen? How, the Warriors how do, you think that do works? a lot of bitching, man. <laughs> it's it's kind of ridiculous, but they do a lot of it. But I mean, don't all good teams at this point, for the most part, like <sighs> I mean, bitch they Cavs bitched a lot last Everybody. last couple of years. Yeah, because uh, when refereeing is this bad, you're gonna like refereeing is bad across the league. And you're a good team, and you feel like you deserve a certain level of treatment. Isn't that is part of it? So is it this bad across the league? This brought up the key point, which is it seems that the good teams or the great teams take more umbrage. I wonder if there's a certain sense of we're driving the bus for this league, and you're going to treat us this way. I, I, treat I think you like what? Treat you like what? That's Bro, like, my like, guess. Exactly. Like, don't eject KD. Like you're not going to eject LeBron if he yells at you because that's the face of the fucking team. Yeah, People I are tuning in to see KD, like KD. It seemed Nitz, like he crossed the line a little bit. Nitz, Nitz, Why? Let's, Did he call them motherfucker? Yeah. Yes. One, one, you're not supposed to be able to say that to the refs, right? Like whether right. they let That's some people true. get away with it or not, you're not supposed yeah. to be able to get away with the refs. So with that, with the refs. So right, my it. question, like, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. My question somebody. is, my question is, let's swap these, let's swap these examples that you just had. LeBron gets thrown out of a Laker game for in the exact same manner as KD just did. Are you saying don't throw LeBron out? You wouldn't do that to KD, or are you laughing and making jokes on Twitter? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm making fun of KD too. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, no, answer no, the question. No, no, no! Don't throw LeBron out. First of all, don't this throw is people. okay. It's so weak. Let them play the game. Let them play uh, the game. It's you can't. So no, weak. there has to be a lot. Li- there throw has them to be a line. Either, uh, either throw them all out. Well, then you That's don't get to I'm finish saying. the game. I don't think you can throw them all out. No. No. <laughs> it's his, Throughout the entire roster. Thing, it's the same thing I always hear when people be like, how is it possible that LeBron never fouls out of a game? Just watch the man play defense. He goes out of his way to not foul people. <laughs> right. Wait, <laughs> he plays defense? Exactly. Like, he's going out of his way to not do that. Le- LeBron has obviously figured out how to talk to the refs in a manner that doesn't get you thrown out. He's not getting preferential treatment. Just watch I know, no, no, I know. He also doesn't yell at the refs like KD does. He doesn't. But like, let's say he doesn't. Not like that. But let's say he did. You're not throwing him out. I've got a take right here. Here, Here's a take. And I wouldn't write it as a full article, but I'm just speculating. It's an I don't know, guys. It's an I don't know, guys special where I think to myself, man, these refs, they're never going to come out and say it. They're never going to come out and say it. But they are tribal. They are a little bit of, oh, a, of a monastic order, Absolutely. and they all come. They all come out of Philadelphia. Half of them look like mobsters, which is just incidental. <laughs> but, you're, you know, you're basing that solely on Mauer and Monty McCutcheon. Yeah, well, mostly Mauer, mostly Mauer. 
you know, so actually a lot of them look like me. A lot of them are just like white dudes, five eleven, dark hair. You know, I've, I've, I've tended to notice. It Man, Zach like Zarber, who kicked who kicked KD out, is from Brooklyn. Went to Midwood High School. Mm. What up, Zach? Mid- <laughs> so, but <laughs> we go to a Clipper game the other night. We go to a Clipper game the other night. Wallace finds the only dude from from Queens, and they and they, and they, and they we right. like kick it. Five ten minutes. That's hey, right. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Right. Not even just from Queens. He's from anyway. my neighborhood, Queens Village. <laughs> anyway, so I do wonder. I do wonder. Is it crazy to think this might have an effect in the playoff series if they become branded within the refereeing order as the team that is against us and tries to destroy our reputation by name? Nobody will ever admit that this is a thing. Nobody will ever say it. It will be in the realm of conspiracy theorists. Play that music, Jade. But I do wonder <laughs> if if they are. If, if it's possible. We'll never. It will never be close enough with the talent Ethan, this team has. Yeah, Ethan, uh, what, we saw the number two team last night. How'd they look? Oh no, they're a terrible matchup for the Warriors. The Nuggets are DOA. But let's say it's a series against Houston or a team that you know, a team in which Demarcus Cousins isn't bullying uh, the opponent's best player. Yeah, you, you, I, I just I just wonder about that. Maybe it won't matter at all. Maybe everything will be completely on the up and up. Or maybe human beings will do what human beings sometimes do and be a I bit agree. influenced by bias and resentment. I agree. And, and the idea that you would try to stoke that resentment, try to basically make it worse by pointing and laughing at a referee on national TV. Like people don't forget that type of stuff. People have egos. People harbor resentments. People will, man. I, I, but you people know, but also want to show up and do a good job, though. The referees aren't going to be like, well, he taunted me in the regular season. I, I'll say this. Every single game, every single game, and it's true with Harden. You know, you watch you watch the Rockets. Harden does his first three forays to the, into the lane, and they either call the lurch into the defender on the defender or it's a no call. And so often it seems as though the game is determined right there, that that is the setup. And it is the same with KD against Dallas. For instance, KD was looking for contact. He was driving. It's an entirely subjective call. You could say he was fouled. or You can say that he's not fouled. It is subjective. He wasn't getting that call against Dallas. The Dallas game got out of hand pretty quickly. I, I just look at stuff like that where there are a lot of calls as much as the league wants to make it, um, science and they come out with the two minute reports and they say, this is the gather step. If you're doing this, it's just a lot of subjectivity out there as much as it's the league politics. tries to pretend otherwise. And, no, and Ethan, yeah. when, 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 um, during the, when ESPN put out that Donahue piece, right. Uh, one of the reps was Phil like, Donahue? Look, uh, or Donahue, excuse me. One of the reps was like, when I went back and, and reviewed what he was doing, None of it was actually illegal. He was at what he was actually doing was calling stuff in his favor by the letter of the law. Right. Meaning when the league reviewed it, they can't say, oh, I broke a ruler. I made the right call. I'm actually calling it by the book. And when the refs decide that they want to do that to you, they can. Yes. Absolutely. I'm just, I'm just so sick of this. Like, I feel like my team's got some vulnerability. I'm not saying Ethan's doing this. I'm just saying the tone of thing. Like, I, I, my team's got some vulnerability. Oh, I don't know if we're actually going to win. Oh, the refs are trying to screw us. Oh, the refs are terrible at what they do. I think officiating, I think officiating is a little bit lower than it was a few years ago in terms of quality and consistency. But this idea that it is a 
a problem across the league that is going to doom the league and throws the playoffs out of balance, all this shit. Like, come on. Like, that's such a tired excuse. No, your team lost by 30 to the Mavericks without Luka Doncic. Like, your team sucked that night. That's what it is. I am making the argument that this might be a self-fulfilling prophecy. That mm, I, 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 the Clippers, right? For years. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, the refs are human. They get annoyed with this. They get annoyed with the way Doc handles them in the playoffs. They get annoyed with the way Mike D'Antoni goes from being you know, kind of mild-mannered on the sideline to completely freaking out in a playoff series, and they react to it. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, I man, I, I don't want to get aggravated. All you have to do, I, go watch some, some college refereeing. Go watch some high school refereeing. Go watch some EuroLeague refereeing. I mean, it's the way they officiate the game. Completely horrible. And then <laughs> come back to the NBA and thank these guys for actually caring about what the game looks like when you're watching at home. Okay, that that's a terrible bar. I remember talking with Mike Wilbon during the Western Conference Finals, and Wilbon, Wilbon goes golfing with these refs. And all I will say is, they are human beings. They do react to certain people. They like certain people better than other people. They like certain coaches better than other people. This to me is, I mean, maybe this is a testament to the Warriors' greatness that they would act like the refs will not even, that they're mad at the refs, but they're they're not even a speed bump, that they're not even going to have to worry well, about Well, you know, they're light years ahead. <laughs> Was that reminds me, I posed this question last night. <laughs> Up the Warriors and the Knicks. Now the Warriors play in New York. Would they be light years ahead? <laughs> that was absolutely horrible, Zach. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about that New York? was like Zach's only good joke. That's what yeah. said to Waz, my group Waz, chat, too. Waz isn't giving Zach that laugh uh, before he signs with The Athletic, but now oh. it's teamwork. <laughs> and, 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 and I just want to say one thing about what Zach just mentioned. If the Warriors were a New York City team, they would be the most insufferable team in the history of sports. Like, they might have to just straight up bomb New York. People would never <laughs> stop. They would just <laughs> never, ever, 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 ever stop about this team. Y'all y'all lucky this is happening in, you I know, mean, the laid-back, chill Bay Area, bro. Was look what happened with three weeks of insanity. I mean, seriously. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> A pretty good third guard. On an NBA team, these people went insane. We're still talking about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a couple weeks, and we're still talking about he it. He hit a jumper over Jose Calderon to win a game, <laughs> and he's a hero. This was a great time. It's a great time in the league. It's also a great time when uh, it's also a great time when when LeBron and and Wade just decided to humiliate him and challenge. Yeah, when they were saying, yeah. "No, this is over. Let's say yeah. it's over." Out of resentment, it was. It was. That was. That was. Uh, hey. uh, mm-hmm. Ethan, I got a couple questions on the hotline. You ready? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's oh. see what we got here. And then, I, and then I gotta go. Then I gotta actually spend time with my family. Hi, Jade. Hi, Ethan, and guests. So, Ethan, I was truly overwhelmed last night, last week, to hear you impersonating me. It's an honor to be mimicked by the best. This must be how Raymond Ritter feels every week. It's truly exhilarating. Anyway, I was wondering, as time runs out in the season and the Warriors' tenure at Oracle draws to a close, is there anything in particular you're going to miss about the building, or is it a case of out with the old, in with the new? Also, I heard Brian Windhorst talking a couple of years ago how the Oracle Arena is quite an oppressive place for opposing teams to come into. Do you think that will have any effect at all next season? Cheers. Bye. 
Yeah, it's it's an impressive place because the uh, tech billionaires courtside will taunt the opponents with uh, how they have all their private data and can extort them. So there's that number one. Number <laughs> two, number two. Um, no, I won't miss Oracle. Maybe I will, but I don't think I will. I think it is out with the old, in with the new. Um, I wish I had more nostalgia. It's the arena where I I kind of grew up in, and you know, started to have a career. Uh, but I really, really, really hate it. I really hate it. I, I just can't get over it. I love going on the road. I love going to road arenas. Uh, I mean, Zach, you can speak to this. Just how grimy and and, and and just on the event level of Oracle Arena. And I know we're getting no sympathy from fans who go, oh, my God, you get to go to Oracle. You get to go to Games for Free. Shut yeah. up. Stop whining. But just that media room is like someplace where you would – take the SATs in 1972 with its perforated ceilings and it's it, 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 the food is terrible. It's just, <laughs> it feel, no, it's really bad. It feels like it seriously feels like you're about to be put into a bigger conference room. Like it's a holding area for a bigger <laughs> conference room that you're going to, someone's going to like propose a, a pyramid scheme to you. Like yeah. that's what that, that's what that media room feels like. Yeah, and they, they have those little cubbies that those felt cubbies. I mean, it's from another it's from another world, and it's it's also they've just stopped trying to. That's the other thing. They have senioritis. They know they're going to chase. Um, it's it's pretty low rent. You can't really walk anywhere outside Oracle too to get something to eat. Just when you compare it to downtown arenas, um, it's there, there's a huge gap. I you know I, I will have nostalgia for what it was. I'll have nostalgia for being in the building um, when they uh, upset the Nuggets and how loud it was with that concrete. The sound really bounces bounces around. So it's a really cool atmosphere in the building for games. But as far as the boring stuff of uh, that, that pertains to our job, it is a terrible place to work. It's a horrific place to work. And you're such a corporate shill. You're looking forward to the new Chase Center, the great food. The beautiful yes. views, yes. <laughs> the brand new glass. media room. Dude, well, you right. literally can't walk anywhere outside of Oracle. Somebody asked me what, how you're going to deal with the transit situation. That was me. I don't, oh, I yeah, don't know. Was Maze. Was Maze. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have Thank no you, idea. I, I don't know. You know, I hear that there's not going to be media parking. So there's this big question of how do we get home? I mean, that's the big question that I don't know. Yeah, I'm, don't I'm really curious for you, actually. Get a boat. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I worked it in my contract that I could just charge Uber to the company because then it's okay. Well, that, that part's taken care of because I think you can take the boat. You can potentially take the ferry there, but I doubt the ferry's going to be running after no. midnight. Even so, if you live, in, you live in the Bay Area, man, the tech capital, you guys are going to have flying cars by next summer. Don't worry about it, man. That's not Even we, buy a boat. Yeah, we don't build actual technology that inspires people like flying cars. No, we just, you know, we give them little. <laughs> Let's be honest. Flying cars. Flying cars are a terrible idea, but a great band name. Well, I mean, we already have them. Sure. I mean, they're helicopters. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I want to defend myself real quick, though. Oh, good. Uh, our our man who just uh, who, who gave that fantastic question from Ireland. He's got I, another one. Oh, he's got another one. Okay, let's what? hear it. Let's hear it. I can, I can, okay, I can do my take later. Top of the morning to you, gentlemen. I've got bad news for you. The leprechaun is not happy with you. First of all, you start making up stories about that lovely man in Oakland, Kevin Durant. Then you make fun of an Irishman by impersonating his voice badly. That's two strikes for you, young Sherwood Strauss. <laughs> and that hoy fella that you hang around with. 
Given his listeners a C minus on last week's calls, that's not very respectful. So between the two of you, that's three strikes, which means neither of you will be getting your hands on my lucky charms. What <laughs> the crack. Story, good day. <laughs> so speaking this, of, this is speaking perfect, of perfect right here. I thought I did a fantastic, uh, though abbreviated, imitation of, of our guy. Hi, it's Mike from Ireland here. Uh, I was just thinking with all this talk about Clay's defense this week, uh, I remember that he's becoming a free agent this year. I was wondering if you thought he any ideas where he was going. I know that he said he wanted to be a warrior for life, but I thought with his uh, defensive prowess, him and Lonzo could do well down with my Lakers. What would the purpose of playing for the Lakers be? <laughs> I want this whole answer. I'm sure, I'm sure Irish people love nothing more than when Americans... Terribly try to imitate Irish accents. I thought I thought was, I thought, was, I thought was pretty good. And here's what I don't like that often happens. What I don't, Nate Nate Duncan said. Yeah, that, that's why they don't like when we do it because you think you're pretty good. People do this all the time where they'll say bad accent if it's an accent and they won't even explain how or why. And I oh, just because it didn't sound anything like the person who was supposed to be speaking. <laughs> oh, that's why. I guess that makes sense. What would you put it when you when you put it that way? Uh, no, that, that it all makes sense. But this is Bill Simmons would complain about movies and you'd say bad Boston accent. I would think, how? How? But there's only one. Right. They all sound the same. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mean, there's no uh, analytics, Ethan. It just doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> let's just, uh, no, no, let's face it. Let's face it. Let's face it. Nate was jealous. Nate was jealous. Let's just throw uh, that out there. Nate, uh, well, aggregate that. Nate kiboshed <laughs> any opportunity at humor. By the way, Nate does a great. <laughs> Nate does a great Chicago accent. <laughs> Thanks, Ethan. You gotta go. So don't don't forget to buy the book when it's out, people. You have a title yet? Yes, but I don't know. I, I don't know the rules of whether we're telling everybody about it. But I, I like it. I like right. the, 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 the subhead, the subhead, or whatever it's called. Uh, very excited to have nailed that down yesterday. So, yeah. Nice. All we'll, right. Well, we'll, good luck. We'll, yeah. All right. Talk to you next week, buddy. See you. Speaking of putting the work in, laying pen to paper, get Roman, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Jade, you know what it's like, right? Oh, I do. Ready to write. You sit I down at the do. table. You get, your, you get your pen out. There's no ink in it. <laughs> oh, look who's here. Oh. Speaking of good job, Tom Aberstrom. Upgraded Ethan to Tom. That's an upgrade. Yeah. It's it's one that's going to break down in two minutes in the afternoon. Upgrade again because I got to roll after for. Speaking of things breaking down, get Roman. <laughs> a lot of those problems. I'm glad I joined for this. Yes. <laughs> this is one of the last Tom's pen. Right? Or B2B? What is, what's the promo code, Jade? Cool. He's muted. Dings. <laughs> Just go with dings. B2B. B2B. Get Roman.com slash B2B. If you're having problems with some erectile dysfunction, don't worry about it. Don't be ashamed. You know, we're here for you. Get Romans here for you. They're going to do a free onboarding. You get to talk to a doctor without any shame of face to face. You don't have to feel anything that's going to make you feel embarrassed. They're going to send you medication unmarked medication like it's not gonna you're not gonna get a box that says boner pills you're not getting that in the mail you're just getting a nice discreet box with the medication you need to get back on track get back in the bedroom and handle your business so get roman.com slash b2b for free medical onboarding and don't be ashamed about it guys rub some dirt on it rub something else on it it'd be funny if the package they sent was though a, a 
boner. Um, but also, speaking of Chicago, guys, we are performing there May 18th at the Lincoln Hall. Get your tickets. Go to countthedings.com. Hey, buy, buy a button, too, because we got some merch on that site. Thank you, McKeegan, who helped build it for us. Uh, again, Chicago. We're also organizing a, a booze cruise, apparently. I, I, I do these things. I, I text Jane Kim. I'm like, how about a booze cruise? And then these guys make it happen. Apparently, it's booked. So we're getting drunk on the boat Friday night, Was the boat? I, no, I look so. for the karaoke. It's instead of karaoke, it's instead cruise. of. Maybe we can rent a karaoke machine. So somebody mentioned that to Jane because she can get anything done. Maybe we'll get a karaoke machine on that boat. You know what I'm saying? I like your karaoke I like the, machine. Just uh, microphone having a stage. Right. You, know, you need the monitor for the video for the words. Ah oh, man, come on! No, there's portable karaoke machines. It's easy. It's like a little TV with the words. Yeah. And mics, and that's it. That's all you need. All right, shoe, get on that. All right. What are we talking about now with Tom? Tom, how much Closing time do you have? Closing time. Turn out all the lights. Closing time. That was every like high school dance's final song. Bar Mitzvah. I think I, it was Bar Mitzvah age. Yeah. And the night songs at a bar, too. Terrible song. What? Bars? No. Bars. Yeah, um, I do that. have to go. It's one thirty, but um, I'll be back hopefully a little later. All right, Tom. See you later. <laughs> All right. Now to that breaking news overnight: Grammy-nominated rapper Nipsey Hussle shot and killed outside his own clothing store in Los Angeles. Yeah, that was tough. Um, obviously, a surprise to a lot of people. I got to know him last year and had a great conversation uh, about you know who he was as a person, what he. What he stood for, what his message was, how he tried to inspire people, <clears throat> considering you know, where, he, where he grew up and, and how he turned that into something extremely powerful um, and represented the entire city. So definitely a sad, sad, tragic event, you know, senseless crimes that don't need to happen, especially with a guy that was doing what he was doing. I was a childhood friend. I've been knowing him all my life. He was like family to me. I just met with him last week. He had me bring my daughter so he could work with her. She's a model and he was willing to hire her. He cared about us. I care about him. You don't understand what he meant to him. There's not too many people that would do the things he did for us. And regardless of where he came from, he didn't care. He still came around and supported everybody. Talk about the emotions. Talk about your performance tonight. Um, the overwhelming man is unbelievable. They go out and humble them. Grateful for the game, man. But that wasn't for me, man. That was for my, for my bro, man. That's for Nipsey, man. 20 plus 20 plus 20. They know what that means, man. That's for my bro. Uh, rest in peace, Nipsey, man. I'm just thankful to be able to go out and compete at a high level, man. Thankful to have these teammates. Thankful and humble to be able to go out and play the game I love. Cool thing happened last night, guys, in the NBA, and some people are were lambasting it for stat padding. You know, some people say, "Oh, typical Russell Westbrook." But if you realize the significance of him getting 20, 20, 20, which adds up to the sixties, uh, like an amazing tribute to Nipsey Hussle, uh, who was murdered earlier this past week. 
<laughs> Russ goes out there as a tribute to him, gets 2020 specifically to have that Roland 60s tribute. And the fact that Were they this friends? could happen. Yeah, the, I mean, there are a bunch of pictures of them together. Like, yeah. I don't know how close they yeah, were. Yeah, like, really, they, yeah. Were, they were really good friends. Gotcha. But, yeah. um, but, like, to be able to do something that had been done once another time in NBA history, like, to just have that on call, a 2020-20 game, that's insane. Like, that is, the, that is one of the coolest tributes. Like, it reminded me of, remember when Jose Fernandez, the Marlins pitcher, died in that tribute? Died, tried in, tribute, died in, that, yes. in that boat accident? Yes, and D. Yeah. Gordon comes up. Hits a home run in his first at bat, first at bat of the game, I believe. And there's just this huge emotional moment. Like that's a moment that was became a cool tribute for Jose Fernandez. Russ did this over the course, of, and yeah, he played the Lakers. Who cares? Like a lot of bad teams that exist in the NBA. No one's ever put up 20, 20, 20 against them except for Wilt Chamberlain. Like that's just a crazy thing to do. And like whatever you want to say about Russ, like whatever. Like I don't really care. But I think for a night, like. We just let him have that one, right? Like, that's that's amazing. Obviously. It doesn't matter how good of a stat patter you are or whatever Russell people want to call Russ, because I know that I've said that, but not with this. Nobody could just go out there and score 20, 20, 20, or people would be doing it all the time. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was really touching to me. Um, and like Nitz just said, I've been somebody who was like, all right, we get it, the round numbers, the Stephen Adams getting out of his way to give him like five rebounds a game. Like we've all made those jokes, but this was a genuinely cool moment for somebody you could tell that he obviously cared a great deal about. So, I mean, it was hard for me, even me, to be cynical about what happened yesterday. It was pretty cool. Doing it against the Lakers is even more symbolic in a way just because of the, the L.A. hometown aspect of it. And it just shows his willpower. He's just he's one of the most like willful players in the NBA just because he plays with so emotion, so much emotion. And so, you know, to do it. To set out to do this as a purpose and and accomplish it is incredibly impressive and very you know sweet to this guy's memory. Uh, it's it's crazy that he can just say, "Hey, I'm going to go do this," and then does it in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's insane. He he might be as far as force of will. He might be on par with Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain just said, "Hey, I'm going to lead the league in assists." Assists, right? Right. Uh, I mean, he's almost done this. This is now the third year that he's averaged a triple-double. That is so much more impressive. Stat padding or none. And I was team stat padding that first year. Okay? It was, that team was bad. And they would have been even worse if they didn't have him, granted. But, you know, there was a lot of stat padding. There was a lot of Steven Adams not going for rebounds. But three years in a row of this, I mean, that's that's something, man. Like, that matters. Was <laughs> what happened? I hated that. <laughs> I appreciated the tribute. <laughs> yes, and, yes. It was. I was not really. Wasn't really into the white pants. That's not really. I. I, I just thought that could have been executed in a much more tasteful fashion. You know, just uh, style wise. But obviously, I appreciate. You know, um, honoring the guy's memory because. You know, and this isn't just oh, a rapper died, so we have to say good things about him. People were saying amazing things about Nip while he was here. Um, just his his spirit of charity, uh, his 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 
what he felt was a duty of his to spread the message of, you know, black ownership, like the type of things that black people should be investing in to um, better themselves, his own personal principles about not just being some breadwinner for the people around him, going out of his way to teach them how to become their own breadwinners, right? Like, uh, just the, the 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 things that he espoused, right, morally and 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 in principle, were things that he was being lauded for in the moment. That's why this death hits hits so close to home for people, for all the people that I know. Like I can say, you know, without any embarrassment, I found out before I had to go to the Clippers game, and I broke down in my Uber, like. Just straight up, I've never met this dude. I don't know him. I literally only started listening to him this year on the recommendation from Mariano. You know, uh, this this thing hit home really in a major way. And so what Russ did last night was just was amazing to me. You writing about it, was? Um, no, I'm still working on working on my my NBA dress code uh, piece, which is about <laughs> like I want to say sixty to sixty five percent done. I heard a um, I heard a great story GQ about that. You just posted it. I got a um I got a uh what you call it? I got a couple of interviews that I'm conducting. We we we, we don't worry Jay, we moving. All right, don't uh, worry. Guys, I do have a special guest. His name is Mariano. What's up, buddy? Yeah. What's going on? Mari. Mari. I know, yeah, I know you're on dad duty, but we are talking about Russell Westbrook and Nipsey Hustle. Did you have anything to add to this conversation, Mari? Yo, shout out to Russ, man. I, I love Russ. Um, I can't say that enough. Um, I thought I thought it was real for him right in that moment to say, you know, like this. Well, he he said another N word first before he said Nipsey. But um, <laughs> you know, I, I I just thought it, I just thought that was real, man. You know, for him to be able to do that on cue, just on demand, right then and there, I thought it was just awesome. Like, and it's just a testament to just a phenomenal player, and more more importantly, a phenomenal person that he is, man. So you know, shout out to Russ. Um, obviously, man, my, my condolences to, you know, Nipsey's family, his friends, his loved ones. Um, you know, that, man, that, that shit is still crazy. It's still unbelievable. Um, shout, shout out to Russ, man. I love Russ. I was oh, telling ahead. these guys, Mari, that, um, I hadn't, I wasn't somebody that listened to a lot of Nipsey Hustle, if, if at all. Right. Uh, oh. I mistakenly had the impression of like, uh okay, it's another street dude in the rap game. Street dudes can't rap. Like I'm not listening to his music, right? Like that was my yeah. own hip hop elitist bias as to why I didn't listen to him. But I remember having a conversation with you on Bomb specifically about his album drop, and you were like, "Look, the guy had an incredible mixtape run where he put out a bunch of projects independently. Came out with like mm-hmm. the most incredible marketing strategies, and this is his first proper major label studio album and i'm really looking forward to what he put out and like your your passion for the guy's music and because i have so much respect for your own musical taste i was like all right i'm gonna check victory lap out when it comes out and and people who are watching this right now who listen to anything we do know that i'm a drake you know a drake head victory lap was my favorite album of the year until drake's album came out right it came out in February, february and that's all i was listening to until june yeah. Okay, so like this is months of me only listening to that. And I think the fact that I just moved out here and, you know, Nipsey being an L.A. dude, it was just like, I don't know. It just seemed like the perfect time for me to start listening to his music. And I was blown away by the guy's craft. 
um, he just like his his ability to say a lot in a few words. I think brevity people underrate brevity when it comes to rapping, right? Like some people yeah. get super wordy. Not even just rapping, anything, literature, whatever. And Nipsey could say a whole lot of shit in in as few words as possible. I just found that to be incredible. Yeah, he had storytelling. He was just I don't know. He was just an amazing rapper to me. I was blown yeah. away. No, no, he no, he he really was, man. He was somebody who. He was it was specific. You know what I'm saying? Like you 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 know he really, you know, lived that life and he really was there because he said specific things. It's not just like the cookie cutter, you know, street talk, whatever, just because it sounds good. You know what I'm saying? Um and he spoke, you know, he he spoke about being like, I'm gonna spook by the door, you know, this the infiltration. Like he's telling you right then and there, like, bro, I'm from where you from, but I gotta go where these people are in order to bridge the gap. And that's what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Like that and that's that's what I think he was doing with his music because you know what he meant to me. You know I come from a real place, and um, someone like Nipsey, I didn't have to know him personally to know what he represented. You know what I'm saying? And like I, I came up around those guys my whole life. You know, just you're, you're tossed in a situation where they tell you to survive, but they don't tell you how. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know he he found that way out, and I think he was on the verge of bridging that gap between people who, you know, didn't have a voice with those who wouldn't listen necessarily, even if they did, you know what I'm saying? It's so, an, to me, it's an interesting dilemma, I suppose, <laughs> when you make it, when you're from the hood and you decide to stay there, Yeah, that, that, and that's the, a and problem. The, and, that's, and, that's, and here's the thing that's so crazy about what the guy was doing, right? There's always this idea of, oh, such and such doesn't come back to the neighborhood, right? Um, and Nipsey was somebody who was literally doing everything right meaning he is no longer participating in illegal activities everything he does is above board on the books um he's a great citizen now right he's going back reinvesting his non-ill-gotten gains his legal gains into the community where he's from and he's invested time personally by being there by being that person that still shakes hands, helps the people around him. And so, like, he's literally doing everything right. He's towing that line of, like, being a beacon of hope for people who come from these underserved communities to see, to show, like, yo, I did it. Here's a way that you can also do it. And not yeah. doing it from a distance or removed, like, I come here for my little two charity events every single summer, and then I move on with my life. Like, he's literally doing Everything that he has even to- down to the even down to the location of the store, you know what I'm saying? Like his his brother and his brother's homeboy, you know, they got locked up behind trying to secure that location, you know, years back where you know his brother had to go down for you know a couple years. Um, you know, and the cops told him, you know, he he he, he tells the story. The cops told him, like, dog, look, I know you're trying to get it, but do it the right way. And he said he got out and said, you know what? We gotta do this. You know, he got with Nipsey. Nipsey, you know, helped helped everybody just put it together. And, you know, that store is there. And it's just a symbol of I come from here. I'm still here. And this right here is proof. Like, you can do this shit, too. This is hard. And another part. Sorry, you can ask one question. And another part that makes the story so much worse for me is like if you're to believe what some some of the early uh, information that's come out about the incident, um, Uh, Nipsey may have gotten killed behind upholding a certain street ethic, right? Uh, not, I, I don't, I don't want to get into it 
too specifically here. We can right. talk about it, Jay, but okay. I don't want to do it here. Okay. But not that he was doing something illegal or something ridiculous, like straight up, like upholding a certain ethic and principle that people from the streets believe in. Like universally believe is the case. This is how you should follow it, right? So that's what I mean by the guy was literally following all of the rules, all of our straight rules and all all of the sort of gray area rules that happen out in the streets and communities where people are trying to police themselves. Right. So that's what I mean. Like he's literally yeah. walking the line. Yeah. And for, to see this happen is unfortunate. Uh, my question to both you guys is, do you think that and, and I don't think he's he's not the first person to try to to make it and then try to set an example. Right. And try to show a blueprint of how to how to uplift his community. He's not the first guy. So uh, I think it would be ignorant to to ask this question in that light. But do you think because we are hopefully always an evolving society in some manner that his example and him being gunned down so early in life? sets the example for for future generations in rap or or in anything of people coming up from these situations to then say like well maybe i'll try to carry that torch i i think i think because i've had so many of these conversations in the last three days i think you're kind of at a fork in the road here uh community wise right in the sense that like you know this this you gotta be able to hold two thoughts at once the conditions that allow for the situation in South Central L.A. are man-made, right? right? Like the conditions that allow for probably you just randomly pick uh, a 33-year-old from South Central. I bet you they personally know at least 10 people who have been murdered before they reach 30. I bet you that's not the case for me. Right. We like, went on that. We went on that that uh, that trip with Trey. Right. Where he took us yeah. on the tour through and he and it was like, oh, yeah, that corner, that guy got killed. Oh, yeah, that corner. I know this person got killed. Like it was like that's a real that's a real thing. Right. Yeah. So it's a two part thing. It's like, OK, we know how these conditions, uh, these conditions have sort of formed the way this community is. But at the same time, people like how even if you if we, you know, give that caveat of the conditions, how could a guy think that it was okay to kill Nipsey Hussle, right? right. As a community, you're kind of dealing with that. Like, how could we raise a guy who thinks that it's okay to kill a dude like Nipsey Hussle? Yeah, and, and also, and also, what hope do we have? Like, if Nipsey right. is a guy out here doing this type of stuff and, you know, he's the beacon of hope and he's doing everything right. He's an honor student yeah, at being a like, person wait. from that community. Right. Straight up. You know, like, he is... Who you put in front of the class, student of the month, valedictorian of the quote unquote streets, 150 percent. So, you know, for us to watch him die and, and, you know, and I've seen, you know, guys like Jay Prince go on his Instagram and be like, let's not let this discourage us as people who come from underserved communities like that. We don't go back, that we don't try to help, that we don't try to empower people because we might get hurt. Right. Like it's, you know, I don't know how you could see something like this and not you know, Phil Paul's like, man, should I really be around here knowing something like this could happen? Yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, you can't, you know, it's one of those things where you want to, you, you have to get away to make a way, but then you also don't want to forget about those people who coming up because you know that if you turn your, you know, necessi not necessarily turn your back, but if you don't go back, who will? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just a dilemma. So now you're stuck like, damn, what, you know, what can I really do? It's only so much my money can do. You know, my, my have, they have to see my face. They have to, you know, shake my hand at a certain point for them to believe it. So, I mean, it's, it's just tough, man. Nice. 
All right, Mariano, I'll see you in Chicago, my man. Hi, G. Say hi to my godson for me. <laughs> he right here. Bye, Mari. All What's right. going on, E? It's Nitz. Uh, see you later, bro. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You might have been surprised. Like, who the hell is That's that? Nitz. That's Nitz. Yeah. Nitz, what the hell? Wait, hold on. Nitz was good. <laughs> I was quiet. I, that was beautiful. You guys, thank you for saying all of that. So I'm shutting Holy up. Holy shit, but, uh, I thought that was Eden. What's going on? <laughs> bro. Uh, I did, man. That's the one and only <laughs> Nitz. Just me. <laughs> All right, brother. Oh, Peace. Um, there's no Are we way- not going to talk about Steph being blind yeah, at sure. any point? Blind? <laughs> he, he got contacts for the first time. He got apparently. contacts for the first time ever. This man was shooting what? like that with bad eyesight. Yeah. Marcus what if this screws it, it up? What if this screws yeah. it up? What if, it, what won't, if it, it won't. It won't. Because you. No, no, bro. If you've ever. I'm trying like, to get been, Marcus on now. Hold on. Oh, word. I. I literally, when I moved to LA, I realized I was blind. I didn't even like know how bad my eyesight was. Right? I got glasses. Whole new world. Yeah, whole my, new my, world. my vision's perfect, so I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Same yeah, guy. word. It's uh. Yeah. So I'll rub some with, dirt without on my, my context. My my depth perception is not good. I actually thought for like about like a month before I got glasses on. Like, did I just forget how to shoot? And I realized no, I just can't see. It was. <laughs> Dude, that's so, crazy. So hopefully this Steph Curry kid can turn it around. Here's my question for you people who wear contacts and stuff. Yeah. It didn't realize it. What did you think the world looked like? Dude, I so, thought it was blurry. No, I thought the world was blurry. blurry? Far. I'll tell you what. I found out that I couldn't see because I went to an Oracle game with my dad and I was like, yo, dad, like what's the turnover rate? And he's like, what do you mean? Like, look at the heat. It's right there. And I'm like, well, I can't see it. It's like far away. Like, can you see it? And he's like, dude, you need your eyes checked. You don't realize it. I was living in New York. I know what fucking north, south, west, and east are. I don't need to know anything else. New York, New York like the what? I'm like looking up at the buildings; they're far away. They're blurry. Tom I just looks assumed like, that was fact. Yeah. Tom looks oh, like wow. like an angel. Got that glow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, it's like that a fancy second, glow. Second dad glow. Yeah, it's out now, guys. It's out now. Whoa, uh, he's Zach back, and baby. I are having a kid. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> he's back. Tom, not weird. Me up. Yeah. It's going to be weird him being on the West Coast. but uh, Tom we'll knocks me up. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, we know Tom has a track record of knocking people up, so it wouldn't be surprising if Zach was knocked up by him. <laughs> we know there's Fuck. bullets in that gun. <laughs> hey, um, I don't know. I don't know if people was used the word, the, the word used there. If people, like, he knocked up person up. <laughs> I feel like Dave, Dave, I have a question for you because uh, okay, I feel I like you've thought about this. <laughs> Are contact lenses PEDs? All right. Ooh. So I think technically, yes. No. Uh, la- laser surgery would be PEDs. Good food is technically PEDs. Carrots. Having a having a Carrots. personal chef, right? Carrots Levert. <laughs> Actually, that's a myth. The character. That's only if they start playing NBA in the dark. Is a PED too. But but really, well, like this is why I'm pro PED. I think as as long like you do what you want to do. I would watch these guys at the top of their game. I don't care if someone is on HGH and and has had a fantastic career uh, longer than anybody else. It doesn't bother me. It's great. No no no. Wait wait. Are we really comparing somebody. HGH to eyesight? You're save it. Are you kidding it's me? Eyesight, it might be the most guys. Save it. It's 2020, yeah, but you're getting 2020 vision. Yeah, Marcus is coming on, so we'll talk about that when he comes because we can talk oh, about his great piece. Marcus that was on the athletic. Uh, well, great piece. 
Marcus is also uh, working on something with Steph Curry meeting with Nipsey Hussle, so we could talk about that as well. Uh, we do have to buy some time for three minutes, guys. What I got three do? minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> I said that a lot. Uh, get Roman. <laughs> uh, I want to ask Tom about this. Yesterday, Betty Nods come out for the next Lakers head coach. Game one of next season. Top of the list. Your boy, Jawan Howard. Wow. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Is it? Wasn't he an assistant on the Heatles? Yeah, he was. He was, was he a rag venture or a first venture? He, he was He's on the, the Heatles. Mm. Yeah. He was on the Heatles. He played on the Heatles. Yeah, he was on right. the team. And, and then, then he, he became people, an assistant after the A lot of left. people played on the Heatles. Yes. <laughs> Not a lot of people played for the Heatles, though. Tom, does this idea surprise you that Juwan Howard's first coaching job could potentially be LeBron James with the Lakers. Well, I'll tell you this. I remember one time, me as an analytics guy, I got up in Spoh's face and I was like, what is the point of having Juwan Howard on this team? I don't get it. I don't get bitch. it. He's bad. You also had a He's bitch. He's bad. <laughs> oh, no, we're yes. doing this again, bitch. James. <laughs> Once a month, James starts James just start watching I believe Breaking that was the quote, <laughs> though. I believe that that's the accurate quote. Right, Tom? No, it's not. <laughs> so, well, talk respectful. He said, yabish. Yabish. So, uh, I said it in Espanol. Um, no, so I, I like got up. I was like, what? I was 25. I didn't know basketball. And I was like, what is the point of having Juwan Howard on this team? He can't play basketball. And his point was, he's going to be a head coach one day. And players buy into players saying the same message. Uh, when you have a uniform on, they will buy into you as a man more than if you're a coach. And if he's in a suit to sing the same message to LeBron and Dwayne, it comes off differently and it hits a different uh, resonating tone with players and it registers differently. Now that he's a coach and he's wearing that suit, I guess he has built up the rapport with players enough or superstars enough and he has enough of a, a reputation that he can command and juggle the egos of um, – of of LeBron, et cetera. But I was, you know what? I don't know who his agent is, but that's a heck of a job by that agent to get him on the top yeah. of that list. Right? That's a I mean that's that's good work. That's that actually out of nowhere. Next yeah. And now we're talking about if I told you if that list comes out and Ty Lu or Jason Kidd are at the top of those list, no one cares, right? Like it's all the same yeah. thing. We don't even talk Juan Howard comes out now all of a sudden you've got a you it's got, like, hmm, it's like it must a be magic, some smoke here. It's like a magic deck. It's like it came out of nowhere. Much like Fred Katz joining us Boom. right now who covers the world. Oh, he's <laughs> out of here. Immediately. Bitch, Fred. Just, I swear to God. What was that, Fred? Come back to us, baby. Wait, question no, Do you like do you like him as the head coach? Like over the other guys that have been like their oh, names like, on no the surface, idea. like Ty Lue and whatever. First head coach with LeBron in this situation, unless they just get great players. Yeah, All right. it's impossible to know if if an assistant is going to be a good head coach until they're a head coach. I mean, I will say I will say he has experience dealing with LeBron. He has yeah. that back. He's won a championship with LeBron. So there is some rapport there. Um, whether that's going to be the driving factor of him being a good whoa, NBA whoa. coach, I don't know. He's Ready? on video, too. <laughs> I, I did come out of nowhere. Wait, your mic's not on. Your mic isn't on. Oh, no. mic on. Turn your mic around. 
Oh, this is great. Real live. <laughs> it's, it's a front go address to your, mic. Go to your Skype settings, Fred, and, and select the also, mic. Yeah, we get to watch this in real time. This also, click that little, we, that little button now? in the back. How are we now? Okay. How are we now? There you yeah. go. Oh, All right, let me let me explain something real quick. Jade wins again. I got I got a text from Jade ten minutes before I come on here. Can That's you come on the podcast? Cutting this out. Yes. Cutting this out. Uh, welcome to the I'm, I'm not at all told that this involves video. I could have, for all I know, I was going to pick this up and I was just going to be completely in the nude. But <laughs> you guys, you guys were playing. We've, Fred, do you want me to stand up right now? We've been you want me to stand up? Road. You want to see yes. what's going on? You, you don't want me to right in here, Fred. No idea what's going on. Like you don't want to play that game of roulette. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Then, then I'm like I'm like frantically setting stuff up because I have no I have no notice. Uh, I have to I have to kick the girlfriend out of the out of the home office. Get so out of here, lady. Get out, Fred. Welcome to your new life with me. What's the worst Ernie Grunfeld move of his of his whole tenure? Mm, probably trading number five in 2009. Let's do top for, five. What he trade number five for? Mike Miller, Mike Miller, Randy, Miller and Randy Foy, one year rentals of Mike <laughs> Miller and Randy Foy, and that was the Ricky Rubio pick. Yeah, but like could have been the Curry pick. You know, it's like could have been Johnny Flynn. Could have been Demar Derozan. Hey, I was a manager at Syracuse when Johnny Flynn was there. Take take that name out of your mouth. That's a good name. <laughs> I, thought, I love Johnny Flynn. I thought Johnny Flynn was going to be good. Really, you thought five foot ten Johnny Flynn yes. was a great NBA player? So, right, man, so Johnny so Flynn, Johnny Flynn. I was, he was a year older than me in Syracuse and I was a manager there when he had his great sophomore year and I was a freshman and I used to do the rebounding for the team. Johnny was like, awesome dude, like a great guy. And I used to tease him wildly competitive. And so every once in a while I used to tease him that I was taller than him and I would got a rebound over him, like not like over him when we were playing, but it was just like they were shooting around. I'm getting rebounds and he comes over to get it. And I just kind of stuck my hand out and got it. And, and I called him short and he looked at me and said, I will give you a trampoline and I will still jump over ah. you. And- <laughs> Fred, that was the sick anecdote of the day. Thank you. He was great, man. What a phenomenal guy. I, I feel bad about the way his career went. He was a great dude. Yeah. Those hip injuries, man. They killed him. Yeah, they kill you like, when even you if you say he wasn't going to be an NBA All Star, he could have stuck in the league for he eight nine years. He could still be NBA. You yeah. know what I'm saying? All right, let's go number two. The second worst move: Jan Besley over Clay Thompson and Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> you know and what? Jan, and Jan's turned into a decent player, but where in Europe? I mean, who gives a shit about that? In Europe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he could be the peak right, of Europe right now. He could be the prime minister of Europe. I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Don't take him over Clay Thompson. But He's the Chris Dabbs Porzingis of Europe. <laughs> Jan, Jan Vesely pick over criticized. Shouldn't be in the top five. Why do you say that? Uh, I think that was more a developmental mistake than it was a selection mistake. They tried to turn him into a shooter. He was this good athlete. If they turned him into like a roller who could be a modern day five, I think he would have stuck as a career. I was just having this conversation with Michael Lee of The Athletic, which you can subscribe to if you want. That's theathletic.com forward slash dings, lowercase. Yes. And my, Michael made Michael made this point and it was, it was a, a great one. And it's something that I've discussed and like, look, Ernie actually, for all the mistakes that he made, 
he actually drafted okay at the top of the draft. Like John Wall at number one was a good pick. Otto Porter isn't your prototypical quality of a number three pick, but that was a down draft. And like everywhere in his range, you're like, that's a fine pick. Bill at three was a good pick. Sometimes you're just going to miss. Like I think draft misses, unless they're just like totally egregious and inexplicable. And obviously Vesley had a terrible career for a six pick. Uh, but I don't know. I, I That obviously wasn't a good move, but I, I wouldn't put it number two. Like, uh, no, number Jan, three, Jan Mahimi. Yeah, Mahimi. Gotta be. Andrew well, Nixon was worse. No, oh, well, isn't Gilbert Arenas worse? Because he gave Gil that contract after knee surgery without seeing him. Yes, yes, that's worse too. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have Vesley in my top five. Oh, easily that's, in my top five. That's ex- that's explainable. He no, really I, I'll skewer everybody over other than picking Kyrie number one. I'll skewer everybody for not taking Kawhi number two. <laughs> Every yeah, that's that's San Diego State bias. That's Aztec pride was. <laughs> yeah, I gotta hear about Queens every goddamn day. You're gonna hear about the San Diego State a Mesa baby. When Kawhi was just posting up everybody in the Mountain hey, West, he, we all knew he was gonna be in a locking up Jimmer for dead. Oh, Jimmer for dead, amazing, great white hope. He destroyed that white hope. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my lord! I I just, I just remember he turned he turned Jimmer for debt into the rest of the students at BYU not scoring. Whoa! Oh, they did kick out the one black kid for That's right. women in this room. I forgot about that man. That was grimy, yo. Brandon Davies. Yeah. Okay, wait. So that's four. What's the fifth? What's the, like the fifth worst thing he's done? Uh. Are Let's, we going to count the John Wall Supermax? I mean, I feel like, <laughs> no, but it, that's on. something no, anybody would have done. I feel like yeah. that's explainable. The extension, yeah. though? Do you have yeah. to extend? Yeah. No, yes, Waz, we Wall. talked about this last night, man. Like, it is it is about the actual economics of the NBA and not every – like, first of all, you're going to max John Wall. Every was, team was probably going to max John Wall every, that had him. Every single one. Here's the thing. Well, here's the thing, the Waz, Wizards' like, money doesn't mean as much – as like the Warriors money. This is why the Warriors are able to get guys to take a discount. Plain yeah, I, I just find it hard to believe that um, extending John Wall was a necessity instead of being like, John, we're fine with you hitting the open market. Your max will be there when you hit the open market. We just don't want to extend you. Like, why? Why, like, why do you have to? I don't understand the, the extension part. It's the idea that, like, I'm so scared for John Wall to hit the open market. It's going to be a bonanza. But, like, but really? Fred, Fred, if, if you are the Wizards and you have all these issues, don't you have to lock up that star? Yeah. I, I don't think you have to. But I at least understand the logic behind it. I think the process behind the Otto Porter Max contract was was worse because they they could have extended him. Like right. what's weird is they took the extension approach with Wall. And and I don't know this for sure. I, I have no idea if this is true, but like maybe it's a lesson that they learned from Otto Porter, where they could have given him an extension off of his rookie deal. Uh, then they let him test the market. Not only does he end up getting a max deal from the Nets, but it's like, you know, got all these crazy incentives where he gets half of his salary up front at the beginning of the year. Like imagine getting a $14 million paycheck every October. Like that's what Otto Porter is getting. It's ridiculous. And so those that, that the process behind that, the fact that they could have rookie extended him, like when in doubt, just extend your dudes because if he's a good player, you can probably trade him. Uh, and then they ended up essentially dumping him 
for you know Bar- Jabari Parker, who they could resign, but whose team option they're not going to pick up. And Bobby Portis, who I have no idea if he's going to be part of their plans or not now that they're changing over in the front office. It was basically a salary dump because they mishandled that situation for a legitimately good guy whose contract is big, but it's still a good player. Like yeah, that, that to me player. was more. No, but they got they got Bobby Portis for the huge MMA contingent in the D.C. area. That's that's what they had to get Bobby Portis in there. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't like them dumping Porter. Right? What a like, dumbass comment. So the, uh, again, so goes dumb. back to the economics of the league. They're not using that money anyway. They're not getting a meeting with Kevin Durant this summer. You know, right. they're not signing Jimmy Butler. It's it, like, keep Otto Porter. He's a good player. Yeah, and, and you know, to the wall point, remember he spent such a large portion of that contract that he's coming off of crying about, uh, you know, Brad Beal and crying about Reggie Jackson. John Wall is very money conscious, obviously. So they probably felt the need to placate him in that way because he has felt like he's been underpaid for a while. So I kind of get it. It's just like, man, John Wall, like, bro, like he's going to take the most money no matter when it's offered to him. Uh, he's a little mellow in that way, right? Like, was like the that was funny. Like him going, wait, Reggie Jackson's getting this? <laughs> Reggie? No, absolutely not. You, no, because in, in you know what, and with John, you know, and and I kind of do want to take uh, backtrack a little bit because John, he there was this whole give John Wall the max movement, right, off of his rookie deal, like his rookie extension was like make sure he gets the max extension. A lot of people were for it. Many people was like, for what? What are we giving John Wall a max extension for? And he obviously harbored a lot of resentments for that, for just the idea that he didn't deserve the money he was getting. So that's why when, you know, the the cap spiked and guys like Reggie Jackson were getting John Wall money, that's why he was like, remember when you guys were bitching about my money? (laughs) Reggie Jackson's making as much as me. (laughs) And I'm clearly better than him. So, you know, he's always felt like sort of conscious about it. And if the Wizards wanted to maintain a great relationship with him, maybe like, look, John, we're giving you your money. I kind of get that on a human level. So, Fred, last question for you. What is next? Like what like what solves this? Like they the Wizards are 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 saying, hey, we're an, an organization of accountability. Where's the accountability? I think it like I think it starts at ownership. It starts with Ted Leonsis. Okay, so Leonsis has made a lot of mistakes, uh, but he's not like an incomp- He's a really smart, intelligent person who's this really successful guy. Um, and I don't. I, I want to be like I'm not conflating success with intelligence. Like he yeah. is an intelligent person, and I do think he really wants to be introspective. Like he's talked about uh, in both of his availabilities, he's had the last two days. He's talked about wanting to kind of bring in a, a culture of collaboration, which is like with Grunfeld, something they really didn't have. Everything ran top down with Grunfeld. Like there, there were some moves that I've heard of where like. There were people who were in legitimate positions who maybe could have been consulted for decisions or whatever, not necessarily ginormous things, but like in other organizations, you know, those people are hearing about those things before they go down. They're being consulted about them before they went down, but it was a very top heavy decision-making process. And I think that's one of the things they want to change. I think that could be really healthy for an organization. I think that's how a lot of the best organizations in the league operate. And especially if you're going to bring in a new guy, having that sort of collaboration can help. So I don't know if that means they they have a relatively small front office, which is something I wrote about uh, today. Like, I don't know if that means 
bringing in more analytics people, bring, you know, expanding your scouting department and expanding people's voices so that like you talk to this director or that director or this VP or that VP. So that way you, you've got things that you've got a, a bunch of different opinions and, and thoughts and points of view, as opposed to just the person at the top saying, okay, this is what we're going to do. And, and that's it. And I think that would be healthier for them if they went that way. Read them on the athletic athletic.com slash count the dings for 40% off. That's two ninety nine a dings. month for a full year. Dings. <laughs> dings. Dings. Dings, man. You can, yeah. That's what I said. When it doesn't Mark, work at ding, you add an S and then hey, that, uh, it works. Marcus Thompson. Thanks Fred. All right, Fred. See you later, buddy. See you guys. Thank you. Marcus Thompson in the house. And like me, he needs a fresh shape up, man. He's lounging. <laughs> <laughs> can't we, can't you, Marcus. Marcus. we can't hear you, Marcus. We can't hear you, Marcus. That mute, Mark. <laughs> that mute. Work that mute. You're muted. Was can you interpret worse? Uh, well, well, interpret well, Lapery or Marcus because he's black? Oh no, yeah. not because he's black. God. Yeah, you can speak the language. Wise. You got, you got the code. <laughs> I just, That's how I made my whole career. I what heard, you talking about? I heard Waz was a good lip reader. Somebody told me that. What's going on, Marcus? What's up, man? Oh man, my wife is sick. So life is rough. I can't mm. do nothing without my wife. This is nuts. <laughs> my daughter eating hella junk food every night. <laughs> she eating ice cream for dinner. Like, it's all bad around here. Just cereal, man. Cereal three times a day. I know, right? It's all put bananas bad. In, but just put bananas in the cereal. She'll get a lot of potassium. She'll be good. That's right. Yo, she made her her own electrolytes. She, you want that. She made her That's own Bananas.com slash dings. dings. Yes. When I was in the she hospital, her, I had a bag of potassium always. She made her own lunch, and it was like a jam sandwich, but she put bananas in it. So it's like a That's banana jam fine. sandwich. Oh, I love it. That's good. Banana peanut butter. I was a little proud. No, she was like, yeah, I'm cool on the peanut butter. I'm going to put some bananas in there. And here's what you so want to do like, with that. You let it sit for like two hours. Yeah, I think that's how it works when you're Wouldn't in that school. be soggy, though? No, you yeah, want, wait, what you does want, it do? No, because you want the bananas to like uh I'm just saying lunch is at noon and she did it at 730. So. <laughs> trust me, Dave. Trust me. Trust me. Let that banana marinate. All right, so we okay. got Marcus, Marcus on for a couple reasons. First, uh, he's, he's did something about Curry's eyesight. But also, can we talk about the other thing that we you were slacking, Marcus? That you're working on for Sunday? What was I slacking? The Nipsey Curry. Slack, it, like you mentioned Slack. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, Steph did a, you know, he got this little five minutes from home, like, you know, video series he does where he gets in a fancy sprinter with somebody. And he did one with Nipsey uh, wow. a, while, a while back. But apparently this was like, the greatest meeting of all time, like Nipsey, you know, kicked it with a bunch of people and they all were like, yo, this is the greatest guy ever, uh, which in hindsight makes a lot of sense. But at the time, they really kind of cherished that. So I'm, I'm writing a piece about like when Nipsey was at Oracle and how he really like impacted the guys. And Steph, Steph was really touched by Nipsey, which is weird because I wouldn't have paid Steph to be a Nipsey guy. You know, he's a Lecrae guy. Can you be a Lecrae guy and a Nipsey guy? I think so. I think so, especially when there it are comes some to undertones, right? Skills, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, because yes. Lecrae is yes. nice. <laughs> like you know, like he can rap. He can rap with anybody. Right. You know, so I think if you if you value the craft, and I think this is a level of honesty to what both of the artists are doing. Like the truth is going to speak to people no matter what. And so I, I, you know, that wouldn't that doesn't surprise me. But it seems like everybody who's come in contact with Nipsey is just sense a certain uh, level of 
you know, genuine spirit to him. And, and people have been touched by that. And, you know, Steph is no different. And, and Steph is not a dude who puts on airs for people. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sure he could respect that from anybody, you know? That's the vibe I got. Like, I mean, you know, all these dudes want to slide through Oracle and be around the Warriors. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it happens all the time. But when he slid through, it was different. And that's the part. It's like, oh, wow. So it really was different. Like, he really was different. And, you know, Draymond was like, man, we just man, we just chopped it up. And Draymond was just like, yo, it was like one of the greatest conversations I ever had. And, like, Draymond is not easily impressed, right? So right. you could tell, like, just from this this little interaction with the Warriors, you could tell dude was different. And yeah. I wasn't the biggest Nipsey fan. Like, I, I, would, I listened to him here and there, but I wasn't riding with all his music. But... I don't know, man. I love that dude. It feel like Pac now to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, does, like it does feel a little like that. Yeah, yeah, it feels a little like that. And the thing, and the thing too, I found myself during his last album cycle, he did a bunch of interviews. I watched all of them. I just enjoyed listening to the dude speak, like to speak it. He could speak with a, a, a high level of clarity about what it is he was trying to accomplish, why he held off on, you know, doing a partnership with a major label, why he went out and um, sold his. He put out a thousand CDs right at one hundred dollars a piece just to make a point like, you know, these people are devaluing our music, but we don't have to, right? Like we could put value to what we put out, what we put our blood, sweat and tears into, like just all of the stuff he was thinking about as far as marketing and getting attention to what he was doing. Um, it was next level stuff. Even if you didn't, you know, jam to his music, which I ended up later on doing, uh, everything he did was pretty impressive. So it doesn't surprise me that he could be around the Warriors and explain to them, like, no, I'm actually an impressive dude outside of my ability to rap at you. You know what I'm saying? Him and Future. You feel me? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, dude. Okay, so what Marcus is talking about. Yeah, that Nitz laugh cracked me up. <laughs> is, is that... Uh, Young Scooter, Future's little protege, was to, was playing tribute to Nipsey Hussle, and he was talking about all the amazing things Nipsey was doing while he before he would you know came to his demise, and Future jumps into the comments and goes, "Yeah, man, it's crazy what people like me and Nip be out here doing." First off, you can't me. do that, right? No, <laughs> you can't do that. Even if it's true, second of all, yeah. it's not true. It's not true. <laughs> I mean, you are you about- trying to say getting high off prescription drugs is not empowering? Is that what- <laughs> I mean, for some people. <laughs> I mean, some people. How much money he's making, <laughs> how high he gets, how many people's girlfriends he's having sex with, like how many songs he's made about Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. I don't even know. <laughs> that's literally all he told, how he's going to get Ciara back. Like, that's literally all he, t- he does. He, like, this is not true. And in interviews, he doesn't do that either. Like, there's no platform. That was, was. That's how I know. That's how I know Scottie Pippen is an overrated defender all time. You couldn't keep future out of the paint. <laughs> man, it's, man, sometimes it's tough to D up in the box, man. <laughs> well, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like Roman, everybody, everybody can't. Oh my god. Class B2B. This, you know this, this, so. this has gone off the rails. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dufo. My bad. My oh, bad. You're good, man. I'm dying. I'm dying. Dufo. This is not a basketball the man coined the name. In Mark, the afternoon. I'll talk to you about something you said on Ethan's pod about white and black NBA. Uh, Dufour said he's in both NBAs. 
I did not. Oh, you didn't say you was in no. both. Marcus Thompson said I'm in both. Oh, <laughs> I get I get my honorary card, man. Like, That's right. Foe, come on, man. That's like, right. Like, when you got a name like that, let me tell you what you need. First off, Dave, you got to be able to play dominoes. So get your game up. Like, I hope you got to be able to play dominoes. And spades. <laughs> and spades, right? I, I grew up playing spades because my mom would sometimes need a partner. So <laughs> yeah, it's, saying, like, it's crazy to me Trey doesn't know how to play spades. That's when you know Trey is not that. It's not because, that crazy. No, I think it's a West like, Coast thing, to be honest with you. Like, we didn't play spades in the West. It wasn't until I right. went to school in Atlanta and all them New York dudes was playing spades. We was like, all right, let's do it. In the mm. West, we played Dama. That's all we played. So right. we didn't you know, play. Baby I Trey didn't play never been nowhere. What about dice? <laughs> oh, man. That, yeah, hell yeah. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I that's that. where. Is that's, it called I, dice, I, by the like way? 40% of the crazy stuff I've seen have been around a dice game. <laughs> that's what they call it, dice? Yeah. Yeah. Why, you don't play dice? Marcus, Marcus, how many dice games have you been around NBA players with? Oh, no, I don't really hang around them like that. If it's a dice game breaking out and it's NBA players, I'm not going to be around. That's not going to end well. (laughs) (laughs) I've learned that if the dice break out, it's it's almost time to leave. Like, that's that's my method. Take it too seriously. Uh, Jade, I know how to play CeeLo. It's not a very complicated game. It's a a really stupid game of... The complete and utter chance. Yeah. Um. I don't know why people love it so much, but I don't. I, I ain't never played craps or guts or any of that stuff. I don't. I don't know how to do that. Uh, but we 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 and Ethan were talking about this. Like, how many people are actually in both BNBA and WNBA? Like, up, well, you the, said the, the DA. I'm right here. I think DA is. Yeah, DA. Now, hold on, hold on a second. Dave, Dave joined the athletic. Marcus is all welcoming. I joined the athletic. He's like, I heard, why are you coming on my block? That's <laughs> <laughs> from Marcus. What? Nah, here, here's the beef we had, man. You and these dang power rankings like threats. You like, <laughs> ju- you like, this, man, you just stepping on the door all the time. Like, where your rankings at? You know what I'm saying? That. I got to close the door on you. Well, Zach Ethan, come knocking. We we turn out turn the TV down and duck. Close the curtain. <laughs> uh, hey, Marcus, have you uh, you know anything about Ethan's book by the chance? I know he's uh, dying right now, trying to write it. I'm laughing too. Is he hitting you up every like hour? Nah, yeah, he's trying to talk to me because he can't write. I'm like, don't be trying to use me as your crutch. Buckle <laughs> down and write. It's like 12:30 at night. Ethan's on the phone. I'm like, shouldn't you be writing? Like. Stop. This is the procrastination that, that messes you up. I've been in the crucible, yeah. so what's, you need what's to it like? it up. What's it like? Like writing it's a book? Death. Yeah. It's death is what it is. You know, the problem is I just needed to be a, a work I just needed to be okay with being a bad father and a bad husband. You just, <laughs> I just I it, I was, you know, it felt too bad. Like I I needed to do what was my man named Hobbs in misery when he went to the cabin? Like that's what you need to do when you write a book. If you write a book, go take your butt somewhere post up, you know what I'm saying, with something you can see. Me, I'm trying to like be a dad, be a husband, and write I'm, like... Marcus, I'm so happy that you're so worried about being a good dad and, and husband. It's, because it's overrated it goes sometimes, though. And it goes against stereotype <laughs> hey, out there, bro. But you know, look, look. <laughs> this is when being good goes wrong, you know what I'm saying? Like, you try... <laughs> you try to save the whole world. Like, sometimes you just gotta be a jerk and be like, nah, goodbye. And my Sometimes daughter get it's over gotta it. It's got to be Henry Bibby, man. You, you know, know what I'm saying? saying? Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just kids, kids can overcome a lot, man. We I'm can't be softening our kids. 
saying, man. You know, sometimes you know this this is joke on every block. Why is, why is Henry Bibby taking strays? Because Mike Bibby uh, dissed him in public about it. That's why. <laughs> Mike Bibby put his business on the streets. We can talk about it. Mike, Mike Bibby can go, by the way. Oh, you're not a right. Mike Bibby guy? I've never been a Mike Bibby guy. <laughs> why is that? Because he waddled on the court. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna respect waddled. a player who waddles. <laughs> Walk like a duck. Jeez. And he waddled away. Uh, Marcus, what about this contact lens situation? Yeah, so this is uh this is something that like a long time ago I asked him like why you be squinting all the time and he was like I got a condition and then like he wouldn't talk about it you know in hindsight I get it I don't even I think he was still on his rookie deal at the time but you know Steph always squinting I remember y'all remember when somebody posted about uh Steph ignored their kid and it was like he was looking at the crowd and it was like you know oh my son was trying to say I and I'm like, dude, like you need to say something. Like he really can't see because he's really got to focus. And when he does, like he kind of shuts off the periphery. So I was like, yeah, he probably needs to say something, <laughs> you know. But obviously, you know, he hate he hates anything that makes him look soft. So he didn't want to say nothing for years. Mm-hmm. When so did I was it start? How long has it been bad? Oh, he's been dealing with that his whole life. That's 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 like a genetic thing. So he got he got contacts and not the LASIK. Why didn't he get LASIK? You can't get LASIK like when you got that because LASIK mm-hmm. they peel away some of the tissue, right? But his condition is it's already fall, it's already peeling away, it's thin in his cornea, oh, it shit. gets real thin. So LASIK will be like exacerbating the situation. So he's got to get a, he got a special contact lens. He really should be wearing glasses, but you know. I guess he didn't want to, well, whatever. But I wish so he would get the Rex specs. That would be amazing. Rex, right? Rex specs suck, man. I, you can't. I don't know how you could play in them. Yeah, like, just do the worthy goggles, all over man. Him. Like get the worthy goggles. Why, yeah. why nobody bring those back? No, the bow outlaw Oakley glasses. That's what you got to do with the clear. You got to have. Legs. Like you got to have some space so that sweat has somewhere to go. I'm, yeah. I'm just mad because I'm mad because I thought wipers. Steph was doing the ultimate light skin move and was wearing color contacts the whole time anyway. You know? Yeah, no. That's why I'm mad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. Wow, wow. Are we know what I'm talking about, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> we all met those dudes. They got the... I met a dude, man. He was darker than He had some ones. gray contacts on. Yeah. I was like, come on, son. Because, bro, I used to work, man. Them dudes with the hazel eyes used to get all, all the, the girls. Women, no, yeah. no matter what. They were like, ooh, his eyes. I'm like, man, I need some contacts. <laughs> $20 for him. <laughs> I got a, I got a question. Uh, speaking of LASIK, LAS, I was looking into this last night. Is it dangerous if I get my my ear hair, which isn't a lot, but it's enough that it bothers me? If I get that lasered off, it's ten dollars. No, it's uh, not. It's, it's not dangerous. Yeah, I don't know. Are you shooting Abercrombie ads? Or I mean, don't do it. Ad? I just like, don't want the hey, ear bro. hair, man. Well, no, they don't do it t- inside the ear, like, right? Like ear hair is like for somebody <laughs> you look look growing up when you know you told you ain't gonna make it past thirty like I always wanted ear hair and bushy eyebrows does that mean you lived hell I got the I got the eyebrows even, for sure like no I'm talking about the kind that come like off your face like <laughs> it looks like oh that's got like, that's like got an awning of, of yeah, eyebrow hair I want yeah I want one like, I want eyebrows like Brooks from uh Shawshank Redemption you know what I'm saying that just <laughs> that's out like that means I, you lived hell long that you don't care you got ear hair. My you know dad has like, that's that. A, that's a privilege to live that yeah. long. 
dad, my dad's eyebrows look like a forest. Like just that's a, what I want. Yeah. I tell my wife that all the time. Be ready because you're gonna be combing that nah, junk out. That's, that's my dad's nose hairs. You could definitely see it from a mile away. <laughs> you don't even gotta be close. I can't to my do dad. nose hairs though. And his that's, nose that's, hairs. There's a line. That's and it's, line. it's sticking out. No, but there's just like there's like four or five hairs that grow out on like kind of like the, oh, the inner lobe but you oh, just I get I like can't them. you just I, just, I, just I do that but yeah. it keeps coming it, it yeah, obviously yeah. comes back like I just want it gone it's part of your grooming process you I am vigilant like, I do it every like, like two weeks uh, George like, Costanza said there you, you know? go Marcus last thing uh, before we wrap the show we, we did start the show by talking about the whiny warriors where are you on this I don't know like if when I was a player I complained hella much too <laughs> like so I kind of feel it in a sit like Look, you know you be, you act in inner consequences. Like if you wanna, if you want different consequences, act different. I don't know if I, 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 I don't like it. I know it's a league wide thing. It's hella irritating. That here's my thing. I I would feel better if they acknowledge when they did do wrong more. Right? It's like sometimes they'll commit a foul or you know say they got got fouled and then replay is like, dude, what are you complaining about? For right. me, if there was some integrity behind it, then it'd be like, <laughs> all right. But I mean, whatever. I'm just, I don't care what they do, to be honest. Do what you're going to do. I'm going to write about it. We're going to analyze it. <laughs> don't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, pick, pick, well, pick, pick like, how you want to behave. Does it, is it go along the lines of this team is just miserable? Actually, you know what? Here's the funny part. I think this is the most unified I've ever seen them. I right? would I just mean, said the same thing. I feel like their beef with the refs is making them like come together in a way that we hadn't seen in a while. It's overcoming also, their beef with KD. Right. You know what I'm like all <laughs> and, and, and low key, <laughs> I'm gonna ask about I need to ask about this. I'm I'm wondering about these moments where Steve Curry ain't getting a tech. <laughs> I mean it seems like some of these moments are like Curry, you gotta get a tech right here. And he's like, yo, we gotta to stop rally the team with the refs. Yeah. Yeah. And what maybe maybe they're unified against that too. Who knows? But if I it just feels like they're together more than more than we've seen like they all got fine together they probably party right they look like they don't together. hate each other does does steve kerr get a sus- suspension after his 16 tattoo or is that just a player thing that's a player come on you know the answer to that <laughs> <laughs> what if what if it was doc rivers I, he, get white, he, he, get the, he get the benefit he get the benefit we also need to get the percentage update for katie leaving from you what is it now 50 Hold on, 50, well, the 50, overtime 50, thing, baby. right? <laughs> overtime partnering with the Knicks. KD's partnered with overtime. Come on, dude, that's all conspiracy. 50, no, 50 people. No, nobody knows. Right. What would you be like on your? What would your shock meter be on a scale of one to ten? If KD signed a five-year deal, was like, I don't know what y'all was talking about. I was gonna do this the whole time. <laughs> uh, well, our, 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 guy, our, guy, no, our guy, Dragonfly Jones, put it perfectly. Do I think that Kevin Durant would change all of his plans just to prove one right or wrong for writing something in February about him? Yes, I do. Yes. I, I could totally see it. Be like, yeah. hey, y'all, strip just, y'all don't know just me. Just shit on <laughs> Ethan, he would do yeah. it. Y'all don't know me. What well, I don't know what y'all was talking about, where that came from. The media made up the whole narrative. I could see it right now. Put it in the okay, contract. Do it. Yeah, right? It'd be <laughs> funny if, the, if, if Kleiman backdeal the uh, situation with the athletic whereby Ethan gets sent to New York. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Kawakami might. I mean, how many how many scoops KD would have to give us? Yeah, to ship, to ship St- Strauss. For Tim to do it too. 
Two, yeah, I think yeah. he won five, but I think I think <laughs> he's a little bit more valuable than that. But yeah, he'd be like, "Yeah, you out? <laughs> go go cover the Knicks too. Won't even let him cover the Nets. Go cover the Knicks." Oh. <laughs> hey, let me. Can I ask this question? I don't know if I need to cut it. I will, but live people, close your ears. Uh, what is the, with KD and, and all of you, the four of you guys? Is that different for each of you, or are some of you better with him than others? I'm cool with KD. I don't have a problem. He talks to me. Okay. All right, I good. think it's just, a, I, yeah. I think it's just, look, I, I, uh, I do put in time with that relationship, you know, like I'll talk to KD. So yeah. I'll talk to him, like even not about basketball. We talk about kind of stuff. So I think there's some currency there. Uh, you know, when he gets, here's what I think is true. Like, I think you got to go back at these dudes. Mm-hmm. And I think KD, KD, a lot of this stuff is just like, like, sparring for sport for them like you know they they might go off and they might get a little loud but it's just like my uncle who used to argue with to two o'clock in the morning it, the next day is nothing right. i feel like it's more like that than people think it is so they say you don't like that go back at them you know what i'm saying yeah. and then it becomes well, a conversation, and then Marcus tomorrow they're cool Especially like me, I'm 37. Like the idea that a 25 year old, 27 year old is going to tell me how to how to react or how to act in a conversation, I'm like, you got out of your damn mind. I don't care if he's got more. <laughs> hey, boy, I'm about to get baptized. You keep preaching like that. <laughs> with Monte Ellis, with, I had that epiphany with Monte Ellis, and it's like, look, I got a house, I got a daughter, I got a wife. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm paying taxes. I'm like making real life choices. I got I got family members I'm helping. I ain't about to take too much more of this for Mate, right? You know I'm saying like right. this dude is like 22 talking crazy. Exactly. Bruh, at, at some point you hit this epiphany, like, yeah, yeah. no, nah, you know what? I don't have to take this. No, I had a I had a, a minor I would call it a tiff. I had a tiff with a 23-year-old player earlier in the season, and someone was like, Are you worried about like having a talk? I was like, I'm 14, I could be his, I could legally be his dad. Like, what are we, why am I worried about how I talk to him? Unbelievable, <laughs> right? I, it's just, Mike is dead. <laughs> I would like to see Waz step into this environment already with that enlightenment, right? Like, not, yeah. not like 22, 25 and trying to work it with and kind right. of having to eat it, but walking in right now, like, man, who the hell are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand what they could actually be mad about. Like, I, I just don't get it. Like, what do nah, you like, bro, like, like it's not like if you saw them, like how many people you think are telling them like the truth? Yeah, right. that's like, they don't in their it, whole they, life. It's not yeah. like I walk in there after writing a book called The Whore of Akron, right? Right. Like it's just like, yo, bro, you missed 20 free throws in the last two games. Like, that's bad. <laughs> like, and, and I give, but I but I give turkeys out though. Why you gotta bring that up? <laughs> and that's that's what it because like mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the part that I don't think they get, and I do, I make sure I, I say this all the time, like, look, you're not about to put me in the box with the media. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I am me. I don't, whatever happens with some other dudes, like, that's on them. I'm not going to put you, I'm not calling you J.J. Reddick. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, well, that's the so thing, Mark. You're not about to said, call me something else. You don't want me generalizing, hell, players yes. are like this. You don't generalize, yes. hey, media is all like this. Like, that's, it's a two-way street for me. I just do feel like, though, if you talk to them like you would a regular person, it usually becomes a regular outcome. Yeah. Right. I think that's I think they like it. I think they appreciate it. I think they respect it. If they could come at you and you not get all sensitive and go right. Oh, he's you know, and you can go with them like that's how it is. Like 
you haven't really covered the NBA, I think, until Draymond cuts you out. Like that's, <laughs> or you get cussed out by somebody like Draymond. If you yeah. can handle it, they, it's like all right, you know, respect. But right. if you go, oh, now I'm gonna write like, but what Barry Trammell's doing, like Barry Trammell don't care. Like all right, that's so good. what? Russ don't talk. To that's a grown man. Like I'm gonna write this until. I feel like it's time to stop writing it, but I'm not about to let Russell Westbrook dictate to me. I'm like, yes, Barry Tremble. I'm, I'm, I'm part of that. Put me in that congregation where we stand up and be like, yeah, nah, nah, bro, I'm a grown. <laughs> you 25. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Look, I mean, really think about it. Like, you 25, bro. These dudes just turning 30. Right. <laughs> like, right. Like, like, I barely remember where I was at 30. And you talk about... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? In any other setting, like, and in any other setting, you walk into a room, if I walk into a room where there's a bunch of 30-year-olds, they looking at me like, oh, what's up, OG? And I walk into them with them dudes, 25, 26, you're not about to look down and be like, bruh, nah. you know what I'm saying? I got socks older than you, playboy. Nah, you're not about to do that, not to me. I, I'll quit before I let you do that. Like, I can do other stuff. Hey, we got we got a wrap, but last question, quick question. Uh, what do the Warriors think of the Denver Nuggets? <laughs> do they I think, think that's probably confined in what DeMarcus Cousins think of Jokic. <laughs> I mean, jeez. I didn't even know. Did y'all know about this? I didn't know he had this, like... He had a vendetta against Jokic. Yeah. But he has a vendetta against I'm all like bigs. Not a, well, well, I wouldn't say all bigs. I would say all bigs all, of a certain... All, okay, European bigs? That's, that's right. what you really... That's, yeah. that's a real thing, though. That's, that's a, real a thing. thing yeah, no, that's, that's a, a real thing. thing. Like, nah, y'all not about to act like this dude from... He dropped 28 last night. <laughs> 28 and 12. <laughs> and, but no, he was, like, talking crazy the whole game. And then at the end of the game, he trolling, like, where that dude at? I don't see him. Like... <laughs> I was like, yo, you he out here like at the pitch, like where he at? I thought he was that's something. that's that's a guy that's gonna be all NBA first or second team and he's looking for him. Like just uh, like yeah. he was nowhere to be found last night. Yeah. I think the, the Warriors have a way of doing that, like, you know, they be treating people like little brothers, like, oh, you try really hard, like that's cute. Now I'm about to win. You know what I'm saying? Like I think the Nuggets I, are I just in that like stage. when I just love when hipster Twitter, a hipster Twitter darling gets a lashing. Oh, I love geez. it when when, right. when somebody gets the ruler out and goes, put your also, hand out. Um. Also by someone that that same Twitter does not like. Oh right. man, exactly. you know he loved that, right? Oh, no, he was, man, no, he was he hype that. after the game too. <laughs> <laughs> he was hype, like they, they I didn't even was, know this though. I didn't even know this existed. Like this animosity. He was just like, I'm about to put this. I'm about to dog. He was going at him like he was nothing. Like he like. Only you guys start seeing the same stuff with Luca next year. Watch. Oh, absolutely! Like oh, yeah. the only guy, I'm, the only European big I haven't seen Demarcus that way with was Peck. Peck, he just said like he was just like that dude's strong. Like that's all. <laughs> Peck was like that dude's strong. He'd be like, "That's a dude from Superman." Like, <laughs> 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 all right. That's funny. <laughs> we got a wrap. Uh, thanks to Marcus Thompson, Fred Katz, Ethan Strauss, Tom Habershow, Dave DeFore, Big Waz, Ethan Blumstein. Wait, Ethan was on today? Yes, he Early. was. Early. He ain't never finishing that book. <laughs> no, well, he <laughs> left to go write. That's uh, alleged. He's in Concord writing. Yes. Yeah, he ain't right. Athletic.com slash dings. Lowercase. Yes. All right, everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you, Marcus. And we'll talk hey. to you later. Uh, thank you, Ned. Bye. All right, big show, guys.